Hello, hello, hello. It's your boy Malik stepping in for the check-in. It's been a minute since we've uploaded new content to the podcast, but I am so glad that we are about to get right back to it like we never left. And to kick things off, we got a keynote speech from the United Nations Jamaica Youth Dialogue on Education and Innovation. The theme was ensuring inclusivity in the era of COVID-19. So this was an amazing conference that I got a chance to uh, attend and be the keynote speaker for back in, when was it? Let's see, about six weeks ago. So we're thinking about in, uh, in November, right? Mid-November. So this was an amazing opportunity to talk to the youth of the Caribbean and talk to them about how they can prepare themselves for the new digital age that we're living in and how they can adapt and thrive uh, in an era of COVID-19 and beyond. Um, So this was a great speech. Um, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to deliver it. And uh, I'm going to be sharing with you guys the live recording. So you'll get to hear the introduction from the moderator. You'll hear all the ad libs in the background, um, the back and forth. Um, And we'll go through uh, a number of things talking about um, digital innovation. So why it's important for everyone to be a creator, how the rules of the game have changed, um, why you should actually be creating so you can learn, grow, and give back, why you shouldn't worry about vanity metrics like likes and followers and focus on getting your message in the right in front of the right people, um, and then also how the law of attraction can help you prepare for the digital world, um, and a lot of other great stuff. And towards the end, um, I get a chance to shed some insight on uh, just things that Jamaican policymakers can be thinking about um, to really uh, launch themselves to that next plateau. So um, I'm glad that I got a chance to provide some insight. I'm glad that um, we got to capture this recording and I'm excited to share it with you guys. So without any further ado, let's get into the content. name give me the government baby they know young leaky in the hood you hear me <laughs> ten toes in jamaica boy right. so this is why it's important to pay attention reading is fundamental everybody reading is fundamental yeah they guessing who the keynote is Sunday. all right and i see somebody there so i'm not sure if it's gabriel or Gabriel, but yes you will he's saying that oh oh it's because i'm not seeing them in Alright, so I'm going to tell my technical team, choose a few. I know I just said, gave us, I don't want to take back the prize. I mean, that don't look good, guys. That's not good on the team. So we may have to give, we might have to find some more prizes. So Gabe is happy knowing that he's the, he's the team. He's a team hero. He just got everybody prizes because of my mess up. I'm the Kina. I'm the Kina. So we're going to have to give everybody prizes after that. You know. But um, but yeah, so we're happy to be here. Um, we're definitely going to Uh, but as they rightfully said today, we have with he- us here uh, Mr. Malik 
Mbe, and he's an entrepreneur who wears many hats, and you'll soon hear all of them. But one of the most noteworthy is being the product marketing manager at Facebook. Thanks, everyone. The Facebook that you are, some of you are streaming on here. I'll just take this opportunity to say welcome and thank you for being here with us. Those persons who are streaming in from you know Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you're also a part of it. Yes, we're not checking the comments just yet because you know the Zoom is really where the interactivity is happening. But we are still happy that you are watching us and you know you're here with us today. Yeah, big up everybody so who's joining. Or, you know, esteemed keynote speaker, Mr. Mbe. He's a digital entrepreneur. He's passionate about building great products. Well, we definitely agree with that one. Empowering his community and helping people to achieve their goals. And we love people who, you know, not only empower, you know, they're not only empowered, but also they empower others. He discovered the power of digital um, at a very young age and he built his own streetwear blog which went from zero to eight million plus in reach. Why do my eight million is enough, 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 more than we have in Jamaica. Give me them M's. Uh, and during ten years. Ten years as a photographer, he learned the art of storytelling, and I think storytelling is so important. There is, you know, specific photographers even in Jamaica when you see their pictures and you see their, even if it's just a small post, maybe the way they put their pictures and you know their their information together. It's not just putting it as if you and I post. They literally tell a story, which is so important. Uh, he also specializes in viral content and building a unique, you know, personal brand. So if some of you even, you know, you're looking as to how you can build your personal brand, maybe that's a question you could ask him later on. Uh, this got him featured in Teen Vogue, yes. Teen Vogue. And yeah. in 2017, he was named a top five black style icon. I'm going to get to see him on, on the camera, right? So I hope he's showing off the Team Vogue style icon today, <laughs> um, by Gravity. And Malik leveraged his platform to launch his own e-commerce e e store, sorry about that everybody, which he scaled to 23 plus countries as a solopreneur. Now, 23 plus countries, I don't have definitely not even traveled to 23 plus, but just to have business in 23 plus. Uh, but I'm sure, and you know, most times when you speak to successful 18. people, you'll realize that it doesn't mean that they have actually traveled, you know, to these countries, but that's the power of digital. It allows you to be in spaces that you are not even physically there. Uh, so he later joined Facebook, as we mentioned, as a product marketing manager, uh, where he learned to build and launch products, of course, on the global stage, which is why we're here in Jamaica. And we know about Facebook, and your auntie in America know about Facebook, and the uncle in England knows about Facebook, you know? Um, so over the last two years of being there, he's done everything from research to design to marketing to overseeing launches to over 140 plus countries. And so the 23 plus was a lot earlier. Now he's gone to 140 plus countries while being at Facebook. And you know, he founded the Black Lotus to help startups bring their product and marketing visions to life. And I think especially in this pandemic, we got Black Lotus. Losing their jobs, so many businesses are shutting down. Boop, you know, boop, I'm sure boop. he'll add a lot to the conversation about startups, especially for young people, uh, just because our opportunities, the way they are defined is changing. And you know, even like for myself, I when growing up I didn't necessarily think I would ever be an entrepreneur, but you know, when the times call for innovation and you know you have your startup and having the experience of others share with you only puts you in a better position. So we can't wait to hear about that. Uh, Malik's mission is to use his gifts to empower the hustlers <laughs> who are bold enough to think they can make a difference. 
and you know we all can make a difference so i believe he's just gonna tell us how exactly you know we can start that because for a lot of us the starting is the problem guys and getting into it but so many of us that that just to take the leap of faith to start is usually the problem so we also can't wait to hear from him about that i'm pretty sure Mali hearing all these things about himself i, I know sometimes when persons are reading my bio he's like wow i really have done all those things haven't i Yes, Malik, you are a phenomenal uh, gentleman and we cannot wait to meet you. He's also been doing career coaching, which I'm pretty sure is going to be very important to us young people. Sometimes you may think you know what you want to do, but then you realize, yes, I'm good at all these things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's where I want my career choice to be. And how do you know you're you're choosing the right career choice? Uh, so again, I'm just, I'm just giving you... You know, guiding the process for you to start thinking about the types of questions that you can ask him, you know, so you're taking from his bio as well as when he does his presentation. And he's been doing career coaching for, you know, the last five years and definitely has the experience in that. He's also helped to mentor over 100 students and professionals. Uh, so, of course, mentorship, we know that's very important as well. Big up everybody. Generation that lives a life of purpose and gives back while they're at it. And I think that's so important that it's not just about what you get, but about what you give. And on that note, we're gonna say over to you, Malik. We can't wait to hear from you. Of course, everybody start putting together your questions. Of course, you can share some of the things he's saying by using the hashtag UN75 and UN Jamaica. All right, so I'll head over to Malik, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Let me get my screen share set up so that we can get into the fun stuff. All this great content here. All right. So, Wagwan UN Jamaica. It's your boy Malik. I am so, so happy to be here. Um, and I know you can't tell it by my voice, but I like to think of myself as Jamaican by association. You feel me? My family, we're from Senegal, West Africa. So we're the first generation born in the States. Um, and I've met like a ton of Jamaican people throughout my life, but I didn't really realize the beauty of the culture until I studied at Howard, where we had a really strong just Caribbean community overall. And some of my lifelong friends and my closest friends are actually all from Jamaica. So. Um, I've been there a couple of times from St. Thomas to Mo Bay and Portland and Kingston, all that good stuff. And now I actually have a bunch of clients who are actually like startups and nonprofits in the Caribbean. So this feels like a very beautiful coming home for me. And I'm grateful to the whole UNJA team, um, Jermaine, Maxalia, Mitch Watson for giving me this opportunity. And um, I'm excited to get into this content with you guys. So. What are we here for? We're here to talk about education and innovation. We're here to talk about raising the bar. And so I'm a digital entrepreneur. That's how I like to define myself. And so what that means is that I build community, I connect people, I solve problems, I create content, I help build brands, I help people understand what's happening online, what are the latest trends, and I help individuals and corporations connect with their tribe of loyal followers. And so over the last 10 years, I've been experimenting from content creation to all of those things that I just mentioned. And I thought to myself, okay, if I were to go back and I were to think about where are we in this moment in time right now, and what is the best game that I can give you guys to set you up? I wanted to give you guys timeless first principles. These are concepts that are very, very simple, but if you understand them and you do the work to apply them, you will see an outsized reward and impact. 
So don't be, don't underestimate the value because you know, it, it seems like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Or, oh yeah, I generally understand these things. Like in the right hands, very simple information can make a world of difference, okay? So we're about to get into the digital innovator playbook. And this is gonna be everything that you need to understand to not only change your own life, but change your life for your family and for your community by attracting opportunities online, okay? So I'm gonna give you guys the five keys that you need to understand to now take your education and innovation to the next level, all right? Let's get into this content. So the first thing that we need to talk about, y'all, is we are living in a completely new world. Like that's been a theme, right? The minister talked about it and I know that we're all living it because of COVID, but we live in a world now where the physical space um, around us is not only where there is anymore. Like just because you're, you're based in Jamaica or I'm based in San Francisco and you may hear the cars going by, that is no longer my world. My world now exists in the digital plane. So now our digital lives are an extension of our previous lives. So that means that all of the rules that used to apply around education, opportunities, professional development, career, um, life, dating, like everything around like just doing this whole life thing is completely changed because we have a variable that now means we need to look at our playbook again. So what does that mean? What's happening in this new world? Well, democratization is the word. Like what the internet does is it takes power and it takes it away from these few corporations that kind of like control everything, they control the media, they control how you can interact and all that stuff, and it gives the power to the many. So now as an individual, you may feel small, but you have an incredible amount of power that's vested in you at this point. And with great power comes great responsibility. So right now, your responsibility in this new world is what we see on the slide. You have to be insatiably curious and you have to be a lifelong learner. Education does no longer mean you go to fourth form, fifth form, what have you, take your CXCs and then you're good to go. And then you don't ever need to worry about education again. That's not what it is. Education now is a lifelong journey because the way innovation is happening, the way things are just advancing at a rapid pace, if you're not always expanding your horizons and like following your curiosity, you're going to be left behind, okay? So you need to be a lifelong learner and then you need to actually start teaching yourself. And this is called being an autodidact, right? Now we live in a world where your teachers Right, they're amazing. Your extra lessons teachers, like they're helping you out, awesome. But they're just there to guide you. You are accountable for your own education, your growth and development. So you can't say, oh, because this person isn't, you know, teaching me the right way, or our teachers suck, I'm just not gonna try and you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. That's no longer an excuse, guys. You need to take power into your own hands, embrace the responsibility and the power that you have just by having a simple mobile phone and use that to follow your curiosity and to always be learning and to always be expanding your horizons. You need to figure out whatever it is that gives you energy, whatever it is that you're passionate about, that weird obsession that you talk about with your friends and they don't really get it, but like in your head, you're just so in love with it. That one thing that if somebody made you the CEO of a company, 
company and they said, you know what, you can hire yourself, do whatever job you want and you write the check. I don't even wanna know what your job title is or what you do every day. You set it up, you write the check, you pay yourself whatever you want. What would you write for yourself? What would that job be for yourself? Whatever those things are that excite you, that give you energy, that is where your curiosity lies and that's where you need to start directing your focus, okay? So that is the first key concept that you guys need to understand. It's a new world and you gotta be a lifelong learner or else you're gonna get left behind. So start figuring out where your energy sources are so that you can figure out what the next steps are. Okay, so okay, cool, we understand that. All right, we gotta start learning, we got our work cut out for us, but what do we do? You know, I know in Jamaica, like, there's so many people who go to, you know, they go to UE, they go to UTech, and they just wanna be doctors, right? They just wanna be lawyers, right? And that's cool, like, we need doctors and lawyers, but like, ask yourself, why do you even wanna be a doctor and a lawyer? Well, it's probably because, like, from the rules of the old game, the old world order, if you will, um, that was the only way you could get a little pretty penny. That's the only way you could get a check. You had to be a doctor or a lawyer to make it work. And so people naturally just gravitate towards that because when they think about their lives and opportunities and education and career, they're just like, whatever job gives me the highest salary is what I'm going after. Not knowing that that's only one way that you can get paid, right? And so they kind of limit themselves into that just box and they don't even stop to think about what they're really truly passionate about. But now, there is no box. If you actually think about it, back when the TV was first invented in the 1950s, 1960s, um, around then, they had three channels, y'all. <laughs> you could flip to one channel, watch what's going on. You flip to the next channel, you see, okay, they, they, they got the news. You flip to another channel, they got the game, and that was it. There were no other options. And so in a world where you only have three channels, the whole country is only watching three channels, what are you gonna put on those channels? Well, you're gonna put stuff that appeals to the largest number of people possible, right? You're gonna figure out how can I make the most blockbuster, you know, mass market type of content. But now in 2020, there are 1.8 billion accounts on YouTube alone. We haven't even started talking about Vivo, Netflix, TikTok, that's another couple billion, Instagram, Twitter, all these new places where you can now get content entertainment information from three to billions. And so what does that mean? That means that there are no more limitations around opportunities and around what you can do. And that's whether you're based in Kingston whether you're based in San Francisco, whether you're based in Namibia, whether you're based in the Ukraine, we all have access to the same internet. Some people may have an advantage and have better connection or they can top up, they got more money to top up or whatever the case is, but we're all connected now, right? And so that means that socioeconomic opportunity has been expanded. So there are no more limitations around what you can do with your life and your career and your purpose. Because now for every small idea, no matter how small or how niche or how weird or bizarre that idea is or that interest is, you can find several thousand million other people across the world who are just as nerdy about that same thing as you are. And so that means that if ideas can find people, Wherever there is people, there are problems to be solved. Wherever there are problems to be solved, there's value that can be created and captured. And wherever there's value that can be created and captured, there's socioeconomic opportunity. So this little thing of being able to have the internet 
now creates major ripple effects throughout society and economically that are just starting to happen. We're still in the very beginning stages. Like this is new, y'all. Like for real. So don't feel like you're getting left behind or anything. This is the beginning. So I think about, you know, people from Jamaica. Like I follow White Yardy on, on Instagram and I love his content. And so he's he's connecting me to a culture. I love watching like funny skits in Patois, right? Or like I saw last week, there was a, a man who went viral on Twitter um, and he's a big black man with locks and he gardens. That's what he loves doing. He loves his plants. And he makes rap songs about how much he loves gardening and how it's okay to be different and to follow your purpose. And guess what? He went from getting 500 views on his videos, a couple thousand subscribers, to getting 250,000 views in one week, right? And then getting about 10,000 subscribers in one week as well. That one thing of 10,000 people just being in love with what you do and who you are, his videos are very low budget, right? Like he could have recorded on a flip phone. 10,000 people now who are saying, I'm a part of your community, that alone in the right hands could be life-changing, right? And all it took, y'all, was one tweet. So when I tell you there is no box and you can design a life doing anything you want, whether that's, you know, dressing cool, whether that's dancing, whether that's making music, whether that's reviewing or reacting to music, whether it's streaming yourself playing video games, whether it's you just ranting about your thoughts and your life and things that you find are interesting, right? Like there are so many different opportunities that are available. And so I know the older generation, the boomers, our parents, they may not get that right? But you guys have to understand this and start moving accordingly and design the life that you want. And I know a lot of us millennials, Gen Z, like we love so many different things. So it's hard to pick one thing to focus on, but that's okay. In this new world, you can be several different things. You can have many different careers within the span of your one larger career, right? So there are no limitations. Think about, again, what gives you life, what gives you energy, what makes you excited to wake up and then learn everything humanly possible and like never let your curiosity be satisfied. And in doing that, you're setting yourself up for success. Can you feel it? Let me see some action in the chat if you can. All right, let's get into the next one. Once you figure out your curiosities, your passions, and you understand the abundance of opportunity that now exists, you must now start creating. And anytime we say create, or like we say creative or anything like that, people get scared because your teachers or society told you that creativity is the same thing as being an artist. I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't dress, I'm not funny, I'm a quiet person, so I'm not creative. No, 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 Creative is just connecting two ideas. It's just connecting two things in a different way, right? That's it, everybody's creative naturally, okay? But once you understand whatever your passion zone is, wherever your power lies, you need to start creating in that space. And when I say creating, it just means sharing your journey. It means telling people like, hey, like this is where I am and this is where I'm going and this is what I've learned. And it doesn't have to be complicated. A principle that I like to use is just share with people what you wish you knew yesterday. That's it. If every day you share something that you wish you, you, you knew yesterday or you create something to express yourself, you're gonna have tremendous opportunity, okay? And so there are three key things that you wanna do in terms of creating. You wanna create one to, to learn. 
in creating, in producing something, whether it is a write-up, an article, a presentation, a flyer, in creating anything, even an email, as simple as that, you are learning and achieving mastery of a process. Not only that, but in creating, you now produce tangible artifacts and deliverables that you can use to help you get to whatever that original goal that we identified at the beginning is, right? I've used articles to get job offers that are two to three X, whatever I'm making now, just because I have articles and I create and I share my story, okay? And then on the other side, like we talked about, it's not just about you, it's about giving back right give and you shall receive and so when you're creating and you're sharing what you wish you knew yesterday you're helping out the people who are on that journey coming right up after you you're helping them now make sure that they're on the right track and that they can learn from where you are and so now you are not only giving back but you're establishing yourself as a trusted expert and achieving mastery and getting closer to your goal and on top of that you now have a brand which is an asset, just like a house is an asset, I believe in digital real estate. Your brand, your Instagram is an asset that can pay you if you know how to work it, right? And so that's what we're talking about here. You have to create, you have to share, and you have to embrace this journey of you know learning, growing, and giving back, okay? That is number four. So now, we understand that, all right, well, we need to figure out whatever our passion zone is, understand opportunity, and now just become evolved, involved in the community of constantly creating and giving stuff out. Cool, we can, we can get that, like, you get that, right? Well, now the next thing is like, well, my pictures aren't good, or I only get two likes on my photos, I don't have a lot of followers, or you're creating and you're pushing out content, you're sharing your expression, you're sharing your views, like your journey, and you're not seeing any results. And you know, these vanity metrics that are built into social media, like likes, comments, engagement, shares, reactions, all of that, it can also create a little bit of anxiety, right? Like, let's be real. Like, you feel like your life is now on this public chopping block. But what I wanna tell you guys is I'm giving you permission as someone who's studied these platforms and is creating on these platforms that it actually doesn't matter, right? Like, I think it's Chronic said, do it for the loves, don't do it for the likes. You feel me? That is what it is. That is what it is. Is that it's not actually about likes and engagement. It's just about getting your message out into the, to the people who need to hear it. It's about getting your message out to the people who would resonate with your message the most. Once you start doing that, that's all you need to do. I've never had more than, on my personal pages, like I think 2,000 something followers, I think maybe 3,000 was like the highest and then it, I got a lot of unfollows, you know? Um, and I've never had more than that, but I've created significantly more revenue and business opportunities and career opportunities from my Instagram stories than people who have 50 to 100K followers, easily, right? And I don't get more than like 20 likes on some posts. You know, and I was, I was even getting anxious about that, but then I understood that it's not about how many likes you're getting, it's about who's actually liking it. It's about how do you find the people who are part of your community, who believe what you believe, who share your values, who are passionate about the same things that you are, right? Who can add value to your life and vice versa. How do you find those people and then just get your message out? Just get your message out and constantly just reinforce, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, this is what I can do for you, this is what I stand for. That's all you need to do. If you start doing that, 
you're setting yourself up to now start attracting opportunities. And I'll warn you that the people who follow you now on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, they may not be a part of your tribe. They may just people be people from your neighborhood, geography, your your area code or whatever, who they like you as a person, but they don't they don't share the same interests. And so you may find that you're getting terrible engagement, although your content is great, just because it's not in front of the right people. Your parents and family may they may not even understand. That's fine. But then you have to now start to problem solve on um, how do you find the right people and get in front of them. That's what you need to do. Because at the end of the day, like it comes down to being known. You need to get your message out there. And as people, we're social creatures. And so you feel anxiety anytime you're, like, you're, you're out in front of people, even though like a lot of us are mentally strong, so you, you try not to compare yourself, but it's still a default reaction that comes up, right? Um, that's normal, but you need to still get yourself out there. Like, don't let that stop you from still sharing your message, sharing what you can do and sharing the value that you can add. Because like Grant Cardone says, if they don't know you, they can't flow you, right? If they don't know you, they can't flow you. The reason I'm even here today is because I was blessed that one of the people on the coordinating committee, he remembered me for something. He remembered what I stood for, what I was passionate about, education, innovation, technology. And he said, you know what, this would be a great opportunity. And now I'm so blessed to be here sharing this moment with you guys and passing on the same knowledge. So I'm very much living what I'm telling you guys right now. This is real, it's this simple. Figure out what you stand for, what you believe in, what you're passionate about, what you wanna learn about 24 seven, and then put yourself out there. Once people know you, they can start to flow you. They can start to connect with you and find other opportunities or what have you. And so once you do that, it's all about just attraction at this point. I'm a big, big, big believer of the law of attraction and the big believer in the fact that like, you'll, you'll get back what you put out. Whatever you put out, that's what you're gonna get back. And if you're on this journey, if you figure it out, what it is that you want to obsess over, a process, not a result, not I want this result, X amount of dollars or whatever, but this process, like I love doing this thing. Once you find a process that you can obsess over and you wanna learn about, then you, you take the responsibility to now educate yourself and feed your curiosity and you're creating all along that journey. And this gets to my 360, uh, 360 mentorship principle where you're creating and you're, you're, you're creating to get you to where you wanna go to express yourself and your individuality and your spirit and your essence to also learn and then to give back. And then you understand that, okay, it's gonna take a long time right but what i'm building is i'm building an asset it's just like a gardener right you're just watering that plant you're watering it every day and as, as soon as it gets nice and healthy it's now going to start bearing fruit that's going to pay you it's the same thing with these digital platforms and so once you understand that this is the new reality this is the new frontier you set yourself up for success and as jamaican people as caribbean people you have something that is so powerful you have culture Culture is currency. You have that je ne sais quoi. Anybody who, who hears dance hall music, reggae, reggae music, the way you speak, the cadence, the style, the way you wear your Clarks, whatever it is, like it just resonates. And that's why you have people all over the world who are just so drawn to this culture. They wanna be a part of it. So you guys are actually in such an opportunistic place right now where you can own your power, harness all of these things that make you unique, take your education into your own hands, and now start using all these platforms that are out here to build a life 
that you can be proud of that can not only help you out, but can uh, create a better future for your community and for your family. And so that's what I got for you guys. If you apply those principles, I can't guarantee you that you'll be a millionaire tomorrow or everything is going to be perfect. But I will guarantee that you're going to wake up every day and be more proud of the person that you're becoming than the person you were yesterday. And as I like to end all of my, my speeches or my engagements or my rants, because <laughs> I'd be talking, is own your power, give back, and leave no stone unturned. Black Lotus, out. <laughs> and now I'll kick it back to the host and the presenter for questions. Um, and I know we got the, the youth panel coming up right after this. So back to you.
on my pages i decided to be very intentional so i branded everything as the math with i started to in a very little way everything i could i just spoke about math and to be honest malik and everybody who is on the call it's almost as if the person's found me so mm-hmm. I, I just saw all of your words coming to life and i'm, I'm speaking of my experience just so that you also don't think Malik is just making these things up. I'm saying that I think I am a literal example and testimony to many of the things he's sharing. Uh, So guys, really don't just take in the words, but try to apply them. Try to think about some of the questions he's been asking. Uh, I encourage you, maybe we could have maybe two questions. Okay, I see a question there that we're going to ask. Uh, But before that, uh, Malik, there was a question that we had, you know, pre- um organized for you just because we really wanted to touch that and i know you you kind of mentioned it in the presentation but we wanted you to zone in a little bit more uh oftentimes we think that to make a change and to do many of the things you're talking about that it's gonna cost money you know and so the first thing you think about is you know i don't have the budget to do that uh so it's actually a two-part question i want you to touch on how can we personally help ourselves using the tools around us um, to make this change and then how can the government use you know the resources that we already have so we're talking about using our personal resources and then using our national resources like how can we use what we have right now in front of us to do some of the things that you're talking about and I don't intend to be practical because that's what you've been doing I love the presentation because it was just so practical uh, so we're going to head over to you and then we'll take the question from the audience yeah, thank you so much. And, um, no problem. I'm so glad that the content resonates as well, like from your personal experience. Like, I know a lot of people, they, they feel worried that they can't really create a future for themselves doing what they're truly passionate about. But I think your story is just a reminder for us to to, to think bigger, right? Because um, like as a teacher, you, you create so much value, especially right now in the pandemic um, with CXCs, schools closed, all that good stuff. Um, so let's get into the questions. How can you start with your personal resources to like implement these things and create opportunities? To just keep it like super simple, pick an area and then challenge yourself to create something in that area. Whether it's original or whether it's a reshare from somewhere else. Like if you find a news article or you find an account or you see an inspirational quote or a meme or a tweet, just like Create a platform for yourself and a separate social media account. Maybe it's your personal one and you have a highlight. And just be like, this is something I'm interested in. I'm just going to push out content in this space. And then just do it like that. That's all you got to do. Find something, create something. And once you do that simple process, you kick off a loop where the feedback that you get from that process is going to now inform um, your creativity, inform your goals, inform your life, inform like your trajectory. So that's it. Um, in terms of the government and like opportunities at that macro scale, um, I actually do have some thoughts about this where I feel like we can get um, a little bit more concrete. So one of my, my business partners and also my best friend, he's Jamaican and he's actually there right now for the first time in a while. Um, and we, we always talk about this because we worked on some education stuff together. Like I said, we work with some nonprofits as well. Um, so I see like, three opportunities as an outsider looking in, okay? Um, I see agriculture, I see like tech and access to education, and then policy. Um, On the agricultural front, like the reason I bring that up is because I feel like, you know, Jamaica is such a beautiful and like rich country and like it's so biodiverse and you just have so much like, like land, right? And like in that in itself, like is just 
opportunity, right? It's kind of like a contrast. We're talking all digital, but it just means that the digital is an extension of the physical, not that the physical doesn't matter anymore, right? Um, and so I'm like, you know, from a government standpoint, like how can we challenge ourselves to start home growing a lot of the stuff that you guys are otherwise just importing from overseas, right? That you could just grow and use all the land that you already have. Because in doing that, you create food abundance and you create employment opportunities and you create a new business, right? So that's a huge um, opportunity that I see that could be good. And that can also now help on the education front um, in terms of now like you're giving education and career and trade opportunities to a whole new class of people. And in doing that, you can now unlock innovation. Um, the second one, which is like text last um, education, is the whole presentation was pretty much around this thesis that the internet is the new frontier. Here's what you need to do to take advantage of it. That was the whole conclusion of the presentation. You can't do that unless you got access to the internet, right? Like that in itself is a luxury and a privilege and we need to be grateful for those of us who do have it, whether it's through a mobile phone, whether it's through a smartphone, through a tablet, to a community center, whatever, at your school. I know the UN and the government have been distributing tablets and stuff. So like that's a luxury. And that last time I checked, I think the connection rate for internet is like low 50%, mid 50% for like Jamaica and the Caribbean. So that's a whole swath of people um, who can't fully take advantage because like almost 100% of people have some type of mobile phone, right? But it's like, how do you fully take advantage? We need to figure out how do you remove the barriers of access? How do you give people devices? How do you make like actual data no longer a barrier, right? Is there an opportunity for the government to do like a, a partnership with like these huge telecom providers and these internet service providers and get like whitelisted internet access for all educational resources and things like that that people can use to actually create social mobility, right? Like how do we do that? How do we make it so if you don't have a device and you can't get a device, maybe you're using like television or mass media or you're building mini community centers along the way where people can now have a place where they can just go to learn. I think those are ideas that would be um, very transformational. And then finally on the policy front, um, like how do we create more policies um, that incentivizes entrepreneurship? Right, that incentivizes this kind of uprising of ideas from the youth and even from just people who are just passionate about a topic um, to like start creating in that space and start doing something, right? Like how can like the government as, act as a facilitator for this type of activity? I think if we were to explore those three like opportunity areas, um, there's just so much that can be done um, and so many people's lives would be positively impacted by that. So those are my suggestions on the personal front. Just pick something and start. Don't make it complicated. The, the simpler it is, the uglier it is, the more stripped down it is, the better right be authentic be real be you and then on the government and the macro side let's look at agricultural investment and like domesticating a lot of that let's look at creating access for people who may not be able to afford it or have it and let's look at how can we um, incentivize entrepreneurship and small businesses because i feel like those are the things that kick off flywheels um so yeah those are my thoughts back to you Yeah, and the response was just as good as the presentation. 
Malik, the people on the, the, the call, they're definitely loving you. Um, I saw some persons pointing out, you know, their takeaways. I'm actually going to encourage us all to write one takeaway from, you know, something that Malik has said. If you've done it already, that's fine for everybody else. I'm encouraging you to just give me one takeaway. And persons are saying you're truly amazing. And trust me, Malik, like, I am thoroughly inspired. Um, you know, even when they sent me the bio for the person, at first, you know, I was saying, I wonder if it's somebody young, you know, but I didn't ask. And, you know, seeing that you're also young, it's definitely refreshing to know that as young people, like, we can do it, you know. And I saw somebody saying that my takeaway is you can design a life doing anything you want. And hearing you literally do that, yes, you're like, yes, I, I hit home, I hit home. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you definitely are showing us. And I think it just reignited that fire in me to say, okay, then, this is just the beginning. Like, I'm about to go home and post something on social media about, you know, my mapping and just keep it going. Yeah. Um, what I do want to do is the questions that were posted, because I don't want persons, you remember, it's all about getting the voices heard i would ask my technical team to maybe share it with you in a personal chat and then when you're giving your closing remarks if you could just try to touch on you know just a little bit of what they asked um just to include it versus us asking the questions individually uh, because we do have time going but i don't want them to not you know get to engage with you so uh, all of the questions that have been asked we are going to share them with malik and then before he leaves he will try to you know touch on them in his response uh, but absolutely phenomenal and we are going to get into our panelists and then we're going to engage you so don't go too far <laughs> uh, but we want to hear from you know our other young people that we have here we're also doing amazing things uh so with us everybody we have three amazing panelists also young people who are going to share their views we i i you know, same man just shut it down, bro. Yo, my man Abraham watched it. Yo, big up my man. You see, I got you the shout out too. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I wrote this presentation. Like, I wrote it in my head last week. Like, but not really. Like, an hour before this call. So, I'm very grateful. Because this is like, you know, my beliefs. This is like my central thesis that I build off of. So... For those of you who tuned in, I'm glad. For those of you who are watching the replay, thank you. Um, thank you for your support, the love. You feel me? And as always, you better own that power. Mm. Give back. Yeah. And leave no stone unturned. Black Lotus, out. Oh. So that wraps up today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed the keynote um it was a lot of fun i tried to bring the energy keep things popping and exciting um, so i hope that translated uh this week's episode goes out to lashandra kelly haha <laughs> she is a close friend of mine from back in university um, and she's out in thing in the tech space now uh, as a PM um, and you know just has always supported the content and I truly appreciate her for that so check her out on Instagram at Shani S-E-A-N-I-E underscore K-K-A-Y-Y you won't be disappointed trust me as always own your power give back and leave no stone unturned 
Black Lotus. Uh, 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 out. <laughs>